on today's show, Boss Van Oosterhout, all the way from Madrid, it's Spain. The show will start in Thursday. my Friday and today is <laughs> one second today is Friday it's my Friday and I'm Scott Stanfield welcome to the show we're live I'm in Park City Utah and I'm super excited to get going on today's show um Klaus is a, an amazing guy I'm a member of his Facebook group and he agreed to come on the show at 6 p.m in Europe uh, it's 10 a.m here and uh wherever you are we're live and welcome people watching on on LinkedIn watching on uh Facebook, and we're also streaming on YouTube. And uh, so we're going to talk about a range of things today. Fatherhood, we're going to talk about being the best that you can be. Uh, um, his brand is Be the Me I Want to Be. And then also, um, he had really worked on being this uh, fatherhood movement, right? And so uh, me being a father of an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old, those are super important things. So um, we're going to get started. We've already got a like, and let's see if we've got a comment here who's and hey, just Gina Hendricks, she's at Mexico City. We went to high school together. Um, she's got a great restaurant, uh, Nashville Hot Chicken, uh, Hot Mamas. And uh, she's going to be on the show next week. And um, on Thursday, that's going to be my throwback Thursday guest. And so we got to catch up. We haven't talked in a long time. But uh, without any further ado here, I'm going to bring uh, Klaus on here. And we're going to, to get started. All right. So here we go. Got to make a couple adjustments, and right, there, there we go. Klaus, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. This looks a nice setup. I like it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I love graphic design. You know, it's been something that I've been, um, you know, you know, it's it's like finding the artist in me, right? Being able to give me all these tools to be able to do these things. So, um, I really appreciate that. So, um, so wow. Let's start with. Um, obviously you're from the, Nether you said you're from the Netherlands, right? We talked a little bit prior to the show. And so give me a little mm -hmm. bit of your background. How do you got where you're going and, um, and, uh, and how'd you end up in Spain? Wow. That's uh, going to be a long story. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, why do, why does any man <laughs> move away from his hometown? Right. That's the simple and the short answer. Um, I've been traveling all my life. Um, I actually studied in the U S I went to Western Carolina university for a year as an exchange program, I also uh, did an internship at the Asheville Citizen Times for half a year. I went to a lot of summer camps in the United States, uh, New Jersey, and New York. Um, and, and besides that, I traveled a lot around Europe and everything. So I always loved traveling. Um, had a girlfriend, broke up in the Netherlands. She went to Spain. I traveled to visit her once, uh, met one of her friends, fell in love, moved everything over to Spain. That lasted for six months. She kicked me out. I decided to stay there. I was having a lot of fun. And um, yeah, that's then I met my wife over Facebook because I needed some new friends. And uh, she was one of the people on Facebook that I saw that was from the city where I was living in. And that spoke English, which was very necessary for me. Um, 
and yeah, we hit it off and step by step, we uh, we fell in love. And after, a little, I can't even remember, two years or something like that, we uh, we got married. Now we got two beautiful sons. We live in uh, Leganes in Spain, which is right in the center. Um, we also moved a lot. <laughs> we also lived in Barcelona, came back again. Um, and uh, yeah, even my parents moved to Spain. They, they're living in the south of Spain. So um, yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. That's awesome. Well, Western Carolina, I'm from South Carolina originally. All right. Um, yep. Born and raised in South Carolina. Um, so a long way away from home. I haven't lived uh, in my hometown in uh, over 18 years. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, yeah, over 18 years and uh, moved away. And a lot of people, if you, if my old friends tell me I've lost my Southern accent, uh, it still comes out every once in a while. I get a couple glasses of wine in me, a couple, <laughs> couple cervezas, right? And, <laughs> and then it may, it may, come back out a little bit or if I talk to somebody on the phone um, uh, that is back home or visit. Right. Um, so I, I always uh, say that I, I'm a translator of Southern ease. Right. I can translate the language. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so what was it like going to Western Carolina? It was uh, very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very different. Um, every single time that I went to the U S I just learned new things um because there's there's just different cultures right um when i went to new jersey for the first time for my summer camp i was 17 and um that was different that was just a whole culture shock etc and and there was just counselors from all over the us mostly and actually from from several places in europe as well um and then the last summer year i did i went actually to uh brooklyn to a, a day camp and that was 95% Afro-American mm. from, the, from the projects. So that was a huge culture shock as well, where I had to adapt. And then going to Western Carolina University as well. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's just so different. It was different in how the people speak, how they are, how they react, how they see themselves. Um, and um, I love that. Asheville, for example, is, is one of my favorite cities. It's so hippie style, laid back, everybody's friendly to one another. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that. And, and at that moment I was still drinking and they had like these really awesome bars where they all had their own breweries. Right. right? Yeah. 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 That, was, uh, that was the stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Asheville is super cool. I used to go up and watch the, you know, the fall and I'd go hike on the Appalachian trail and, watch the leaves change no. and or not yeah, watch, yeah. But go up there after they had changed and, and do all of those things. And, um, and I started doing that in one of the most stressful times of my life. When I first got into restaurant management, I actually, mm. um, had some, uh, had an employee that, uh, uh, was having some, some, some downtime and he was confiding, confiding in me and all the, you know, and he was really depressed. And, um, that was when I first really discovered a connection with nature and when you really can, and I'd seen a, article in the newspaper about going to on the Appalachian trail to hot Springs, Tennessee, and you had to go through Asheville to get there. And that was really one of the first times that I did in my early twenties where I was like, wow, this is super cool when you can go and really connect with nature that way. But Asheville's a great town, man. It's super, super cool. Absolutely, man. It sure. is. It is. So, um, all right, let's just dig into be the me I want to be. And, and so if you could give like one piece of advice, Right off, right out of the gate, to be the me that I want to be. What would you tell somebody if they were sitting in front of you about the one thing? 
Oh, become the me I want to be. And then the one thing. Um, know what you want. You sit down and write out your visions of what you truly want in life. Meaning, what do you want your spirituality to look like? What do you want your um, personal development pro progress to look like? What do you want your health to look like? Very important. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What do you want your relationships to look like with your love, with yourself, <laughs> with your loved one, with your kids, um, with everyone else around you? What do you want your business to look like? What do you want your community to look like? Your living environment, mm -hmm. um, and and of course, what do you want your wealth to look like? All those eight areas are very important, and and that's what you look like. And you just start planning it out. Just you know, what do you want? If you have a magic wand, what is it that you want? What is it that you truly want? Because the trick is that we've been ingrained by society, by our government, by our school systems, how we should live. And, um, you know, we get real quick to the um, have a nice house, a garden, picket fence, uh, you know, dog, maybe two. Um, and then own your house, right? So, you know, make sure that you, you own your house, you buy your house, so you get a lot of debt. And, um, and then... Yeah, get married, right? Get kids, right? And, um, and get a job, and 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 stay in that job forever. That's very important. Um, and all of a sudden, you realize it's like, ah, yeah, that's not it. At least that's what happened for me. Now, actually, this year we actually bought an apartment. It's the first first time we bought. We never bought before, right? Because that's how we lived. We we lived as in we just want to travel. We want to, you know, be able to be flexible and and move places. Mm -hmm. Now with the kids being a little older, we want to, you know, have a little bit more stability for them and have them to give them the opportunity to make friends and, and be with those friends until um, they're a little older. And then probably we'll, we'll find a new spot to, uh, to settle in again. Um, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, you get to meet new people and then, you know, your, your group of friends, they, they grow. And then you also learn who your real friends are because, you know, um, it's difficult to stay in contact from, from distances and, um, um, I got friends in the US, in the Netherlands. I got friends in Thailand. I got friends in Australia, um, Singapore. And it's nice to know, okay, that's that's a true friend. He still reaches out. Might be a year, right? He still reaches right. out. So, right, right. Um, yeah, but that, that'll be my answer. Just just write out your visions and, and look at it day and night. Don't worry about how. Just look at it day and night. Focus on it. Enjoy it. Feel it. Um, and, uh, and move. And, and yeah, that's it. You know, that's super, super interesting. And, th and that's, you know, the way you describe that is like um, the future self, right? You're, you're writing out, you're, you're with the end in mind. You're starting with the end in mind. But a yeah. lot of people get caught up on the how. You actually, the last thing you said was, don't worry about how. Mm -hmm. So um, how, how can you, what kind of advice could you give to somebody when they get caught up as like, I got to do this. Say, I want to end up over here. You pick whatever you want, <clears throat> wealth, health you know, those things, but they want to go, well, I got to do this first or this first or this first. This is how I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, how would you coach somebody to say, let go of the how and, um, and just focus on your end result? Well, you got to focus on your end result. However, you also got to take action. I mean, just sitting there daydreaming about how beautiful your life is going to look like, for example, how, how, what a beautiful house you're going to have and just sit there and do nothing. I mean, you're not going to get very far, right? Right. So you definitely got to do the how. The problem comes with the gap that is between your vision and where you're at right now 
and the next two steps that you can see. Right. right? So let's say, for example, we live in an apartment right now. I have envisioned to always be living in this apartment because we love it here. However, I also envision to have a really nice house that is big enough with a lot of land where we can take care of more animals. Um, because here in Spain, for example, um, there's a lot of stray dogs that a lot of mistreated dogs and we would like to take care of that. That's what we've been doing all the time. We had three dogs and two of them were actually all three um, were let go. Mm-hmm. Two were mistreated. The other one we got after he was three months old. Um, so that's what we want to do. That's a vision. However, I'm far away from that vision because that's that's it's going to bring a certain amount of money, certain amount of knowledge uh, with that, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have that yet. And I know where I'm at and I know where I want to go. The, the, the danger becomes that because the gap's so big, we lose focus and we lose hope. We lose that passion, that drive. It goes away, right? Right. And one of the things that's very important is to make sure that you live happy now that you are happy now with where you're at. And the biggest thing to that is gratitude every single day for where you're at, for what you have, right? Second is forgiveness. And that's that one's huge and very important. And a lot of people don't do it. And what I do, for example, with my clients is when they start out working with me, I say, look, for the next seven days, for the next week, all I want you to do is forgive yourself. Find stuff that you've beaten yourself up over and just picture it and just go do it, man. You made a mistake. It's all right. Or you, you did something wrong. It's all right. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Right. Mm-hmm. That they've all said so far, like they feel like the weight just lifting off their shoulder. They feel lighter. They feel more happy just because of that. Because we blame ourselves for so much. Right. Stupid stuff. Right. right. And, then, right. and then I have them go down to, to people and, and they can decide which ones they want. Because we all hold grudges against other people. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that they forgive everybody. It's not for them. Right? It's not that you're going to call them and say, hey, look, I forgive you for doing this to me or having done that to me or, you know, kicking me to the curb. For the longest time, I was really upset with, you know, I mentioned like the reason why I came to Spain was for a girl and she kicked me out of the house. Right. Six months in. And not just that, she sent me an email while I was in the Netherlands. Like, hey, you got a week to pick up your stuff and then I want you out of the house. Uh, which was very interesting. Um, and I blamed her for a long time. And then I started forgiving her. And, and not to her. I mean, why would she care? <laughs> her right, life, right, right, right. But for me. And it, it felt so much freer. And I've been doing that. And then you just keep looking at like, you know. And there's some people that at this, when you start out, you can't forgive yet. Right? You right. get better. You get better at it. You feel more confident. And then you're like, look, you know, I forgive you. And you keep doing that until you absolutely, actually 100% forgive them. And then the last thing, and that one's very important as well, is serving. So every single day I ask myself, how can I go out there and serve others? And that one's very important. So together with those three, you make sure that you live happy now while you're taking action towards making the next step. Because we can't see all the steps. Like let's say it takes 100 steps to that vision, right? right. And it's not 100 steps. It's it's more or less and it's never a straight line we go all over the place right and we only see the next two maybe three steps ahead of us and right. that that not knowing is what what you know what hurts us what what keeps us then from and eventually not getting there exactly just having faith and then you know gratitude forgiveness and serving others will get right. you there guaranteed 
right. And taking action, right? Because you, like you said, you're, you're not going to get what, you're not going to move unless you actually get at, up and take action, which is, um, um, we, I, we focus on, or even Tony Robbins says, take massive immediate action, right? You know, it's like you may not know what to do, but you'll learn, you know, you'll be closer, right? By taking action. I mean, like you take this show, for instance, right? I, I, this is my, uh, gosh, 11th live show, right? I, and uh, Steve Weber from the American Gumption uh, morning show, you probably don't know him, but he was on my podcast and he had, had a live show. I was like, hey, can I, you know, we talked about me coming on and I asked him, like, when can we schedule? And he said, you should apply to go um, on LinkedIn Live, right? It's still in beta. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I applied. Ten days later, I get a message from someone at LinkedIn said, you've been approved. And I was like, oh, now what are you, you going to do, right? I never thought that I would have a live show or I would have somebody on from Spain that was originally from the Netherlands 11 days in, right, going, let's talk about this stuff. And, right, so it's um, it was about taking action. It really was. Yeah. It's like, you know, and it's like not even just like, like, let's do a show once a week. I'm doing it Monday through Friday. Right. So that's five shows a week. And I went from doing a podcast, you know, that I would like, you know, record it, you know, edit it, add in all these other things and put it out once a week. Now I've got like three guests a week, two solo episodes. <laughs> and so it's a lot of a lot of things coming coming out of this now. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's amazing, amazing advice. You know, there's so much science around gratitude, right? People don't even realize, you know, how important gratitude is, right? And starting your day with this, like, I'm, even if you're thankful for, like, I mean, you pick the weather, right? You could be anything or the, you know, whatever, right? Or the fact that you have internet, I don't know, and you can research something is, is amazing to have, you know, how, where we are with, with gratitude. Um, Wow, that's that, I'm I'm speechless. This is a good thing we're live, right? So I don't know what to ask you next. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's amazing stuff, right? So well, I can, uh, yeah. So in regards to what you mentioned before, right? So let's say, for example, you absolutely don't know what your next step step is, right? That's the moment that a lot of people freeze and then mm -hmm. stop, and all the systems that they put in place and all the stuff that they were doing it drops and it, and it falls apart, which is a pity. However, it's very simple. If you don't know what you're doing, then that's exactly the action that you must take. Just find out what you need right. to be doing. Right. Right. Just ask yourself why. Like, okay, what's next? What do I need to do? I don't know what to do. Okay. Then, then that's the action I need to take. I need to figure out what I need to do. You're still taking action. Right. right. Instead of then sitting down like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't know what to do. That's fine. Go figure it out. Right. Yeah. You're not. And, and, and let me say this as well. You're not the only one that has been stuck at one point in time at that space in time where you're at. Right. There's a lot of people that already went past that. And probably you know those people, right? And if you don't, then you need to find some 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 communities where you can find those people and be like, listen, I want to go here. <laughs> That's my my little boy. I'm can you play your game? Um, I don't know where. Oh, yeah, here you go. Go ahead. You want to say hi? Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey. Wait. I have a new dragon. You have a new dragon? Do you mind if I finish? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And close the door, please. Yes? And if, if it doesn't work, ask your mother, okay? It's working. It's working. Okay, good. Be careful of the light, please. Be careful of the light, please. 
Pay attention to where you're walking. All right, give me a second. All right. Watch out for the light. Thank you. There you go. And there we go. Oh, there we go. So that's that's what you do. You're trying to figure out then how do I get there, right? And some of the times it's not how do I get there? Who can get me there? Right. Right. That was, like, right. That was from Robert Johnson who said, stop trying to figure out how. Start figuring out the who. And the easiest part is if you're stuck is to figure out who has been here and now is further ahead than me that can just like that. That could just ask. Asking doesn't cost you anything. It's just a matter of, hey, listen, I, I try to get here and I see that you're already there. I'm here and I'm stuck. What's my next step? Most people, most people will tell you exactly what that is. They'll be like, hey, do this. That's it. Right. Whatever right. That, that, that is. It gets you right. moving so much faster. Well, they have an outside perspective, right? Sometimes we can't see the forest from the trees, right? You know, you know, with those type of things. And what I love about this process is that it actually opens up this like power of coincidence, right? Because you've taken action and you start going down this, this path or trail or dirt road or whatever, wherever you're going to get to your end result, which is on top of the mountain, mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't know who you're going to see on the road, right? And you don't sure. know what's going to happen, right? And you may think you need to go right, but you end up having to go left or backwards or any of those type of things, right? Um, like for instance, I just got a you know a comment from uh, Charles Kimball. We worked at, we worked that was like three jobs together that I worked with him, you know, probably eight years ago, and and um, and and I haven't talked to Charles in in probably a couple of years, and so you don't know who you're going to see on the travels, right. As you, as you're going, right. And you're like, you said, asking somebody and, and it may be somebody that you don't know or have never met yet, or it may be somebody that you have known in the past that can help you get to, you know, advance forward. But I agree with you. Action is like this force multiplier, right? If you're, as long as you're taking massive action, it doesn't matter if it's clean or if it's messy, right. Action is just the important piece of it. Action is just action. Yeah. Action is it's just not, action. That's it. It's not messy. Yep. It's not wrong. It's just action, right? You mm -hmm. you take action to get a certain result. Right. That's it. And then the action is there. And then you can determine, you know, did I get the result that I wanted? Right. And if I didn't, then is it the action that I'm taking or is it the inaction that I'm taking? Right. Right. What are the emotions that drive that action? Right. Are they aligned? And then what are the beliefs that are attached to those emotions? Mm -hmm. I mean, you get, that's what I teach a lot. It's, you get the bear, Right. Right. And the bear, if that's aligned, you just keep going. Right. You well, talk about talk, people. People may know what the bear is. I know what the bear is because you and I chatted about it in your Facebook group, right? So right. tell people what the what the bear is. So the bear is is it's it stands for. Um, I always go backwards. So if if you have a result that you're going for, however you for some reason you're not getting it, right? So the first step you take is take a step down. Is you go to action. Right. right. So let's say, for example, I am working on getting my six pack. Right. Now it's not about six pack. It's it's about the full thing. But I I, I try to I really try to narrow it down and and put something that I can also, you know, physically see. Right. So I went for the six pack, or I'm going for the six pack. So let's say that's the result, and then I notice while I am doing certain things, so I'm taking action. I'm, I'm I changed my nutrition system and I changed my exercising system. 
and I notice, for example, my scale is going up or I notice that I'm actually not, you know, losing weight, but I'm gaining weight, then I know that I'm taking the wrong action, right? Or I'm not taking the right action. Now, when I go to seeing, when I see that, look, uh, this is what my coach gives me because I have a, um, a, a health coach, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what he gives me and I am not doing it. There's something holding me back, meaning the emotions that I have, like I used to hate push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's my right. jam, man. I love push-ups. I do them all right. the time. I, I truly yeah, yeah. enjoy them now as well. Like five times a day, I go down and I do my push-ups, yeah. right? Right. And and I love them now. I used to hate them, right? I used to love them, then I hated them, then I love them. So you find out what's that emotion behind the action that I need to take to make sure that I take them, right? Mm -hmm. I actually, I don't like push-ups. Why don't I like push-ups? Well, the belief is that if you can't do 50 push-ups at once, you kind of, you know, you're not strong. So why the hell are you doing them? Well, that's exactly why you're doing them. You're trying to get strong. It doesn't matter if you can do 50, right? right? Why not split it up and do 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, five times. And now you reach your 50 as well. That took me a little bit. Once I got that aligned again, now I'm loving push-ups. Now I went real quick from five times 10 to five times 20, right? right? So it's it's all about that. Now that's, it's, it's just, you know, a simple, I hope it's a simple example Howard, that's that's how that works. That's how that works when you go live. And it's, it's you know, oh, I'm so afraid of going live. Okay, what's that emotion behind that? Why is that? And what's the belief behind that that you've, you've got with yourself, right? Uh, you know, people are going to make fun of me or, you know, I can't do this or whatever it is that that, that over time has, has instilled itself as a belief. Now it's time to change that. Change the belief, change the emotion. Now the action is going to be different, right? Right. Now the results are going to be different because everything else is aligned. So that's the bear. And he's nice, fuzzy. And yeah. I, I like to hug my bear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I, you know, when I first heard it laid out this way was from, and this is, you call it bear, B-E-A-R, which is beliefs, emotions, actions, results, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, the first time I uh, was uh, thoughts, feelings, actions, results was the first time that I heard it. So very similar way of doing it. So I explained it kind of that way in that post I did in your group and you replied with, that's the bear, right? That's, that's what that is. Um, yep. Another, another way I've heard this is from, and this is David Bear, B-A-Y-E-R from Mindhack. And I don't know if you ever heard of him or not. Um, I, he's got a, I think USA Today said his, his business program is like one of the top three business programs. And they talk, start with mindset. And he says that, you know, the same thing, your beliefs determine your emotions, determine your actions, determine your results, right? But yep. the, your, de, your decision, your decision is the two millimeter shift that you can make that can change your belief that, it, and so what happens is, is that we have to decide something differently, Right. Sure, right in the, in the beginning to change our belief right so it, it's an interesting thing like you're, you're saying like somebody may have let's say you use a number somebody makes fifty thousand dollars a year and they decide all of a sudden that they sit down and do this process where they write out they didn't want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year but they've only made 50 right well there's something that's your they change their result so their action has to change right their emotions have to change and their mm -hmm. beliefs have to change for them to be able to um make that double their income right and to do that and it's um guess we're such on the same page maybe that's a reason why i'm a part of your group right <laughs> it's like you know but it's um um it, there is um there's such a 
uh, an amazing process when you understand that. And like, like your interaction with your son, how old is your son that just came in to get his game? He's four. He's four. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know this, but a lot of our listeners may not know this, but the first six years of our lives, our brains are in theta wave state. Right. Mm -hmm. And they act as um, a video recorder. Right. So it's like a meditative hypnosis state that mm -hmm. we're in for the first six years of our lives. And then basically age seven, it switches and plays back everything it sees. Right. Mm -hmm. You could have had a completely different interaction with your son. Hey, I'm on this call. I'm, you know, this guy's in America. What do you, I told you I didn't want to be interrupted, right? And you could have it could have been a negative experience where before it was like, hey, you embraced him. You came in, you had a conversation with him. Oh, here's your game, right? Don't trip over the light. You helped him. You got up from out from behind the computer. If you need mm -hmm. help with your game, if it's not working, talk to your mom. And so th that was a beautiful, beautiful exchange that you had with him. And you're teaching him how to treat your grandkids, right? Right now in the same so. situation you are, <laughs> because his experience with that is is your your it's a it's a programming thing. So what what is passed down, you know, generationally is not only just genetics, but also this programming of how we handle stress and how we handle situations like that. Our emotional mm -hmm. intelligence, our dining habits, our eating habits, our um, sleep habits, our hydration habits. Um, also, you know, and I'm like, I'm up on my soapbox right now. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but, <laughs> but it's such an amazing, amazing piece that you just did right there. And, and, um, so if you want to expand on that, we can talk about that and then we'll try it, It's a great segue into talking about, you know, fearless fatherhood and, and the fatherhood movement. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the most important thing I hear a lot of people say, look, I'm, I'm in time, right. I don't have the time for this. I don't have the time for that, whatever that means. Um, for me, it means that you don't have priorities of what comes first, right? So I started studying and looking and reading a lot of stuff in regards to how does that work? How does, what, what's, what's actually the most important thing for me? Now, um, I'm not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. So I always said like your spiritual connection, that's, that, that comes first, right? And then, and then you come first, meaning like, you know, me, I come first, right? right? Unapologetically, I come first, meaning like, you know, whatever's going on in the house, if, if, if it's my time and I schedule that, it is my time. And the kids know that. Um, and however, if they still come in, they, they still get interrupted. It's okay. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I try to, because I, I got to fill my cup up. My cup's got to be full. Because, you know, it's 6.30 in the, in the evening now. Um, I got up at 6.30. I, I don't get up very, very early. Um, but that's 12 hours already, right? My cup's got to be so full that by the time you and I are on, it's still overflowing. I still got tons to give to you. Um, so, and so I know how to do that. So that's what I focus on. And then um, I focus on then the next most important thing is my partner, right? Mm -hmm. That took me a while, by the way. It was always my kids first. Um, and actually it was first my business, then my kids, then my, my partner, that right. didn't go so well. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's a recipe that doesn't bake a cake. I don't, that doesn't make a really tasty cake. Right. Yeah. Bad recipe. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I, um, I, I put my wife right, right after myself and then my kids come. Mm -hmm. And then come my business, then come the impact that I want to make, meaning that right. we're on the show and that's no disrespect. It's just like, that's who I am. So um, 
you know, my kid comes first. Now, um, that took me a while to get there, um, but it, it makes it nice for a stream. And everybody understands it in the end. We're so worried about, ooh, what's Scott going to say? Or what's Gina and Charles going to say? The fact that, you know, I interrupt the show and people are like, dude, that's so cute. The little four-year-old, he is really cute. So I got lucky there as yeah, well. Yeah, he is, dude, yeah. You know, his mother. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? So, you know, I focus on that. And in the end, I, I start noticing, like, people are actually really cool with it. So well, we put so much stuff in our minds and then we blow up thinking that, you know, that's, that's what everybody else expect. Like people are expecting me to be here and not be interrupted. Dude, I got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old that they're kids. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to be kids and they're going to come. And, you know, some people say like, look, I have a lock on my door. All right, cool. I don't. I have a knocking policy. I tried that. It worked for a little bit with the older one. He does it sometimes. And I was like, you know what? It's if that's the worst thing that happened today to me, then you know I had a really, really, really good day. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, it's an amazing thing. You know, I, I've I've found that you know we lived in the Caribbean for a couple of years. I was managing um uh, the food service for an oil refinery down mm. there, and when you live like you have, you've lived in other countries, right? And so you learn yeah. different cultures that way. Mm. And by the way, I'm married a New Yorker, and I'm from South Carolina, so you can imagine how confused my household is, right? Yeah, yeah, we have it. We have like traditional Italian, you know, uh, pasta, you know, one night, which I'm keto. I don't have, but my kids will have. And then then we'll have like barbecue the next night. So there's like we have this whole range of just foods and different ways of thinking. Right. You know, those type of things. But we noticed when we lived in the Caribbean on St. Croix that um, which there's the Netherlands has a history with St. Croix as well. Right. And and, but my point being is this um, is that they would actually acknowledge our kids, right? Where in America, when we go, we see friends, right? They would just acknowledge us. And our kids were kind of like expected to be off to the side and weren't acknowledged. Very few people said, hey, hello, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so um, different cultures act that way and respect it in different ways. And, and I think, uh, you know, COVID is, uh, you know, probably, you know, allowed us to have more because most people are working from home now and kids are just going to, like you said, be kids and interrupt, you know, with that. And so I, I love your approach to fatherhood. And it took me, the, you know, being an American, being type A driven, super competitive, you know, um, I haven't learned all those lessons that, that you, you have learned um, with your kids. And so um, my son's 18, my daughter's 13. She knocked on the door yesterday and I would finish with the live stream show, but she's like, I didn't want to interrupt you. And I was like, it's okay. And, and so I've, this is new too, because I've always worked outside the house right? Managing mm -hmm. restaurants, right? So, so me to be home for what's going on seven months now is, uh, is an odd thing, right? For us to be home. And, but my kids are homeschooled. My wife is at home and, nice. you know, my son's going to start college, uh, this, this, uh, next semester. So, um, but still be at home and, and those things. But, um, you know, the example we set for them is more important than, than anything that, that we could tell them to do or tell them to read or a video to watch or those type of things. And so, I commend you for that. It's amazing. Appreciate it. It's, it's a lesson, man. I'm 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 far from where I want to be, uh, which is good. I mean, anybody that is willing to, you know, keep working on themselves and becoming a better dad, becoming a better person, becoming a better husband or wife or you know, father or mother, right? Good. Then then just and again, that's why, and especially as as a dad or as a mom, you'd know that forgiving yourself then becomes even more important because you do stupid stuff. Like me today being calm doesn't mean that tomorrow I'll be just as calm, right? Um, right. It's not like that. Like 
this is this is normal. It should be normal. However, there's moments that he just drives me nuts. Now he mm. might not be even different than he is right now. However, something else might have happened within me, or I don't know, right? And then it's just like, okay, what's how do I respond to that? Right. And right. then it's like, okay, I gotta forgive myself and I gotta make sure that he knows. So I always I immediately right. as soon as it clicks with me, like, oh, that was not the response that I wanted or that he deserves, then I immediately go to him, I give him a big hug. I said, Look, daddy, daddy was being stupid, right? You forgive me. They always do. Sometimes they even notice it. That's that's how smart kids are. If they notice, like this is the base, and you're out of the base. However, they know that if you're out of the base, that you immediately go to them and give them a hug. If they see me out of the base, they give me a hug now. They just look wow. at me and go like this, and I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> so intelligent. It infuses me immediately. It's the one thing that infuses me, and they they know it. Like the oldest one is is amazing at it. He comes all the time. He just immediately or he stands on the couch and immediately goes, "Come on, hug it out." Yeah, yeah. Right? and and that's that's the power of knowing like, okay, this is the new normal. What's the next step? And if we don't go, then how do I get back? And how do I make sure that everybody understands? Like, oh, I made a mistake. And be honest, just hey, look, I made a mistake. Apologies, and and let's see how we can make this right. And then we move forward again, back to the normal, and try to improve from there. Right. You know what? I, that's that's amazing, um, and that your kids have picked up on that, right? You know, and 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 it probably has to do a lot that you're you're there all the time, right? And you're trying to balance all the things that that are going on, right? Which is a blessing, right? Because we didn't, you know, up until you know, you know, with industrial age and stuff like that, is when we started working outside the house before we were farming and all those type of things, and we were together and we learned from people, our family, by being with them and doing things with them. So this mm -hmm. is we're, we're getting back to that, but in a digital digital way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the one of the things that you mentioned, and most people don't really understand this concept, and I, I'd like for you to expand on it more, is that we always think that we have to put others first and serve others first. But you said you have to fill your cup first and put yourself first unapologetically. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Because um, I, I, I want to learn more about that. Sure. It's actually a pretty simple concept. I mean, if you step in a plane, right, the first thing they tell you, if the air pressure drops and, and then the mask comes down, put your mask on first and then put it on somebody else. Because if you can't get any oxygen, you can't, you know, you're going to pass out and then you definitely can't help whoever you need to help. Right. And that, that's the basic principle. And what I always say is I try to fill up my cup because it's my cup and if I'm full, right? If, if I'm energetic, I can give this. If I'm not, I, I can't, you know, I can't convey, I can't communicate the same message, right? And, and that's why I start filling it up uh, first. And I start really looking at, okay, what is it that I need? And I'm still improving on that, by the way. However, my cup now is, is, is you know, is full and overflowing that I can just look at like, how, how can I even make it, go crazy right so i added something at 11 30 i drop everything mm -hmm. oh that's what i'm working on i gotta be honest i'm working on that i did it monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday today didn't go so well um but i 11 30 i drop i turn on the computer i turn on tv i connect my phone with a tv on youtube and i have this really cool guy that does dancing stuff on youtube and i just start dancing i always <laughs> said i want to dance and i'm 42 now never really danced and, and now I'm just learning. Like, look, I feel ridiculous. People are telling me, like, go live, show it, show it. And I'm supposed to do that in the group, Become the Me I Want to Be, which you're a part of. I have yet, 
I feel very unconscious because it's something that I've never done and I always wanted to do it. I feel like I got two left feet. Actually, I do have two left feet. Um, I, I will do it, right? But it's just like, you know, I love this. Let me let me get the feeling. I just love doing it. It gives me such a good feeling. It fills me up instead of being the whole day working like crazy, like I used to do when I was in nine to five. I'm like, I'm dumb. That's exactly why I went out of the nine to five, right? Right. So I'll work a couple of hours, do that, come back, do another hour, and then relax again. And then I go pick up my sons, right? So, um, and that, that's important for me. And then, then we, you know, I work a little bit uh, because th that's exactly the moment that I need to post something on Facebook because it's the perfect time for me. Um, and then I take care of them again, right? So it's, mm. it's lunch and then I got to help them with their homework. And then I was noticing it's like the only moments that we're connecting is when I drop them off from school, when I pick them up again, and when I'm helping them with their homework mm. and with their morning system and the progress system, which we've installed for them as well to beside school, you know, develop more things. Right. And I started to notice that's the only thing I'm not connecting with them when it comes to uh, um, puzzling or playing with the Legos. We, we, we all love playing with the Legos, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I do too. Just so people yeah, know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When it comes to the Legos, I'm the biggest kid in the house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then also I started to say, wait a minute, if I can do that for me saying like, look, I'm just going to time block and schedule from 1130 to 12, I'm dancing. Okay. So from now on, from five to five 30, just to see how it goes. I started this week, actually it's Lego time. Don't care what else, what else is on, what else I have to do. I just drop it. I know I have to do it later. It will still be there unless it's a goal, right? right I drop yeah. it and we go play Legos. And that's what we've done. And it's fantastic. It's mm. absolutely fantastic because there's more to life than just being a, just working, working, working. There's a lot more. And it fills me up. And if also that fills up my cup because I love spending time with my kids. So as it's, it's selfish not being selfish. You know, because it's so important that our kids get our time. And at the same time, it's so, it's it's really selfish. Because I love doing it. I love playing Legos. And I love playing Legos with them, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, I'm filling up my cup during the day. Then I come yeah. back. I do another hour of work. And then, you know, it's time to have dinner and then just wind down. And then at night, I you know, the kids go to bed. And then I spend my time with, uh, with my wife. And that being really specific with your time and, and deciding, like, that's why I mentioned before, right? Remember when I said people always say like, oh, I don't have the time for this. Oh, I don't have the time for that, right? Do you really want it? Like what's, what's, how high is it on your list, right? Right. Do you really want that? Because if not, then it's, of course, you're not going to have the time for it and it's okay. Just leave it. But if it is important, then just schedule it in. Just say unapologetically, you know, I need to spend 15 minutes of time. Boom, boom. Like I had some clients, they really needed to reconnect with, um, uh, with their God, right? Which right. Is cool. As I mentioned, spirituality is the most important thing. How important is spirituality for you? No, no, it's the most important thing. Then why are you not doing it? No, no, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I get up and then this happens and that happens. All right. So let's start with five minutes. Let's start with 10 minutes. Specifically just saying at that moment, you know, everybody knows that's what I'm doing. Just schedule it in. And before right. he knew it, it was 30 minutes. And now he was, you know, every morning, boom, 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 boom. And he felt better. And you noticed it, right? We need right. that. <clears throat> right. So, um, I love that. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the same thing happened with me yesterday. My, my wife and daughter were going to go out to a friend's house and um, I had finished doing the live show and I went down to get another cup of coffee. And um, my, my, I could tell my daughter really wanted to engage with me. Right. Mm. And so um, we actually ended up 
practicing some martial arts together for like nice. 30, 45 minutes. Right. And we, and I just like, in my mind, there was this pull, like I got all these things I need to do. I got all these things I need to do, but I like put those to the side and I spent that time with her. And go. that was an amazing time. It's the best time of my day was spent just hanging out with her, teaching her a couple of things, you know, watch it, watch the video and, and really kind of advance, you know, on, um, you know, on, on, you know, just like hanging out with her really. Right. Mm-hmm. Teaching her a couple things. Right. She got to kick my butt a couple of times. She landed a good couple good kicks. Right. You know, yeah. and so, um, <laughs> it was, it was pretty cool. Right. And, and so you're right. Right. Feeling, feel, taking care of ourselves. Right. Cause we are, we're all one, right. We're all one on this planet. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if cost doesn't take care of cost and he doesn't have anything to give the community or anything to serve. Right. And, I'm the same way. I, 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 um, I, I've always wanted to learn to dance and I've done that sometimes, you know, with the, those type of things, right. Where I want to learn something and I, and I focus on that. Um, and that's cool that you, you, you're doing that. And I can't wait to see that on the live stream when you actually, you actually put that up. So um, I'll do it next week. <laughs> uh, share the, share the YouTube that you're doing in advance, the link in advance, and I'll try to do it at the same time that you're doing it. Right. So All right. Well, uh, it'll, be in, it'll be in the group. <laughs> so, okay. It'll, it'll be in the group. So what's the name of your group on Facebook in case people want to join? It's uh, become the me I want to be. Okay. And how'd you come up with that? I have no idea. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, it, was, it was actually, um, my, my coach helped me with that. So okay. um, I have a fantastic coach. And I, at that a year ago, actually, yeah, at the end of 2019, I, w- I would still had uh, become a fearless father. I was fully focused on entrepreneurs that are dads. And um, I was enjoying it. And I wasn't enjoying it. Something was missing. I was enjoying it, but something was missing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I started uh, connecting with him. He started coaching me. And we figured out what I was missing was feminine energy. I was missing women. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he said, um, the me I want to be. And apparently it's a book and it's a website. So we couldn't do- choose that. And then he said, what do you think about become the me I want to be? And what I do in those cases is I really, I, I don't think logically. I listen to my heart. Mm. And I, I take some time for that. I have some exercises. You actually talked, we talked when we talked before, remember the guy that you mentioned that that's a lot about breathing. Uh, so breathing right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So breathing really helps us calm down. And then um, when I feel really calm and connected, I just breathe in real deep and ask the question. And, and this some with the big things that are very clear for you, it, it goes like that. And it was within a minute, it was like, yup, that's it. That's it. Right. Become the me I want to be is absolutely perfect. And the moment I started, it just went boom, 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 boom. Right. It just started clicking. Like I got John Lee Dumas on my show, which is huge. Entrepreneur on fire. I mean, dude's had millions of downloads a month on his podcast. That's to me, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, the vision so far at the moment is still crazy. Um, I'm going to have Alex Sharfen on uh, next week. He's he's in that same space. Like he's a little. I think a little below or about the same as, as Tony Robinson and, and those guys. So the huge guy as well. And that's just because once that clicks and once that clicks for you, asking those people becomes so much easier. It's like, Hey John, you feel like coming on the show? Right. <laughs> hey, I don't know you, you know, I got a real cool show. It's about this. And because your name stands out, people are like, Oh yeah, 
I love that. I love that because they feel the connection with that. And they feel like, you know, they need new audience as well. That's why they, they want to come on your show. Right. So we can really help each other out. And, and all of a sudden you got great people. And now, you know, we mentioned that before as well. Now I'm like, all right, now it's time to reach out to Wim Hof, reach out to Sir Richard Branson, which is my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, I got to approach for that as well. However, it, it, you need that confidence a little bit, right? Because at first you get in your head, like, Who's gonna Who's gonna come on my show, right? <laughs> yeah. Who wants to come on my show? I got no audience who wants to come on my show, right? Yeah. And the group, the group, like like I go live in the group. The group is just it's just something extra, right? So the people in the group, that's it. I used to go live on my profile and stuff like that, and put it everywhere so everybody could see it. No more. Like mm-hmm. if you're in, if you want to see, if you want to be able to ask a question to John Lee Dumas or or Alex Sharfin or all, all the people that I'm gonna get Sir Richard Branson in the future, very near future. He hasn't said yes, by the way, but, you know, <laughs> I know he will. He said yes, it's just in the future. Yeah, he said yes, he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So um, once, once, you, um, once you got that, then, then you get that confidence, right? And then I like to keep that close as an extra, but it's for my podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. like now I got something extra for people to come in a group and, and they can enjoy that once a week. Um, however... You know everything else will be on the podcast, and that's what it's focused on. Um, and it's a lot. It's a lot of fun doing it that way, and they, they get really excited. And I keep it short, right? I, I used to do just like you right now, and it's fine. I'm not saying anything against it, but I used to do an hour, and I stopped doing that. I do 25 minutes right now. Um, right. It's it's just it's um, easier. It's faster, <clears throat> especially. And I used to do that as well when you do five shows a week. Um, it, it gets crazy. It gets crazy real fast. Like you want to be on LinkedIn, you want to be on Facebook, you want to be on YouTube, you want to be on the podcast. And I decided, you know, that's, uh, it's crazy. I did one day, I did, no, one week, I did eight live interviews in a week and I did five in a day and I was exhausted and I was yelling at my kids and I was arguing with my wife. And then the next day I was calm and I said, you know what? I know what it is and it will never happen again. And from that right. moment on, that boom, done. Right. It was uh, next month will be a year. I decided to do the, my first podcast, which was called the restaurant general manager podcast. Nice. And um, I did, and I have, I was working, I was manager of a restaurant in Santa Monica, California, right across mm-hmm. the street from the pier. And so nice. I was doing all my interviews on my day off. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, there was one week, one Monday, Cause I would take Sunday and I would do all like my social media planning and all that type of stuff and go to church and, and those type of things. And, mm-hmm. and then Monday I would do an interview and I do all that prep interview prep on Sunday. Well, there was one Monday I had two interviews and I was so wiped out from like all the stuff I had to do to get ready for that. And then like go back to work on Tuesday morning, right. And the mm-hmm. LA commute and you know, all of those things. And so I, I've been there. It's um, it's, it, it, I'm not, there with this show yet right you know I'm, this is my 11th episode of doing the live show and we're 51 minutes in um and i i love long form i think an interview needs to be as long as it needs to be you True. know and um you know i i haven't had a live live go over an hour and five minutes though because i think a live is um probably slightly different some of my podcasts are i haven't gone joe rogan to or tim ferris two and a half hour style yet i haven't gotten to that mm-hmm. point but um, I've gone almost two hours on a, on a podcast. When, when you get an interesting, you know, guest on, right? Mm. There's so many things to, to add into there. And so, 
I want to back up one second because we've talked about this bear. So the beliefs, emotions, actions, and results, right? And you always start like as an algebra problem, you start with the result and you got to figure out where you're going to you know, go the other way. Um, one of the things you've mentioned a couple of times is that people believe I don't have time, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the belief that fits into this formula, right? This, you know, results type formula, right? That you're where you're going, right? And, and so how can somebody like change the belief that I don't have enough time. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, who would want to come on my show if I had a show, right? Why would they want me to interview them? So how can you coach, how would you coach one of your clients on this changing their belief that ends up changing emotions, actions, and then results? Mm -hmm. Start asking the right questions. Okay. Right? So people are saying, I don't have, um, I don't have enough time. Why would somebody come on my show, right? That's all lack of abundance. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody not come on my show? Somebody should come on my show. I mean, really? <laughs> <Right>? everybody, <laughs> should, everybody should come on Scott's show. It's that simple, right? Why not? Like, why shouldn't they? Plus, who am I to decide if somebody else is, is ready or not to come on my show? However, if I don't ask, then I, I, I keep them from the opportunity to say yes or no. Right. right? So I had, to give you an example. I connected with... Kennel, I believe is I can't remember his name. He's a he's really big on YouTube. Has a channel with I think now a million subscribers. Uh, brought out a book, The Seven Secrets of YouTube, or something like that, or to be successful on YouTube. And um, Sean Kennel, that's it, Sean Kennel. And um, I reached out to him, like, wow, this guy's big. I would love to have him on the show. I mean, I was I was myself into YouTube, and they said no. Mm. Because they were looking for shows of an audience of 10,000 or more. Right. And I was like, all right, I respect that. I wrote that, wrote that down. Once I have 10,000 downloads, guess who I'm going to connect with? Yeah, I'm going right? to call you back, right? Guess what? A month after that, they connected with me. Hey, listen, Sean's looking for shows to come on to promote his new book. Are you mm. still interested? I'm like, absolutely. I still don't have 10,000 subscribers, though you know, whatever you want. And they still right. decide to come on. Guess what? It, it comes, it becomes even better. We scheduled in, he didn't show up. They made mm -hmm. a mistake. They ended up sending me his book signed and everything by him, which I love because it's, it's my side mission. You know, everybody they have on the show that actually read the book, I want the book signed and everything, make a nice collection. Um, and they gave me a, a show, a, a program that he has in regards to YouTube to also be part of. So I was mm -hmm. like, man, that was, wow. right. And that it all comes from just ask, right? Just right. ask. Like Alex Sharfin, same thing. Huge. Asked him the first time, never said yes. Asked him now, all of a sudden he said yes. Connected with him, start talking to him um, on LinkedIn. He communicated. I said, hey, listen, you know, I had John Lee Dumas on the show. You're right up my alley. I would love to have you on the show. I actually know, and I know now a couple of people that know him, right? Mm -hmm. And I know so-and-so and so-and-so, and they speak so highly of you, man. I would love to have you on the show. Would you be interested? He's like, yes. And he sent me a link to connect with his secretary, right? Right. Now, and I know for a fact they also have, you know, you have to have like, I don't know, 5,000 or 10,000 subscribers. So, and they still say yes, right? So, um, that's, that's how that comes. So, um, when it comes to beliefs, we really have to look like and ask ourselves, is that belief true? Like, is it really true? Like, right. I, is it really true that I don't have enough time? 
Like, is that true? Like, how is it possible that I don't have enough time? However, there's other people that do way more. Like Oprah Winfrey is a great example. I will, you, I will, it's crazy what she does. Right. She has the same amount of time as, you know, 24 hours a day. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I found, I found the same experience, right, from, um, you know, asking people to come on my show, right? I've gotten, um, you know, like a, there was a, I had a professor from Cornell University who wrote a study on the cost of turnover and hospitality. Mm -hmm. came, on, came on my, my, said yes, sent him an email, found, you know, found his email online, sent him an email, told him who I was, what I was doing, came on. We wrapped about hiring and turnover, the cost of turnover and all of these things. Um, and then when I started the Modern Longevitarian podcast, Dr. Mindy Pelt, she has a hundred and I think 170,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. Right. And um, said, yes, came on the show. Love the episode. I get people just, she's got, I'm on her about page. So people send people to my sh to show that she was on, you know, the podcast episode. So I get traffic to my website from that. And I reached out to come on the live show and she says, I'm too busy, right? Her assistant says she's too, she's booked through the rest of the year, reach out to us in January. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so what, if, if you have a show or thinking about a show, one of the things is in, in the story with your guy is that look for people who are in promotion mode, right? Because yep. they're more at, more likely to say yes at that particular time because Absolutely. they're looking to promote no matter what size show you have. Right. So you're looking for people in promotion mode. Um, and then once you establish that relationship, she all, she then recommended, um, Brian Sanders, who's putting out a documentary called food lies and I got him on the show. Right. And so, yep. and we had an episode there, so it kind of starts trickling next week and I'm tagging, you know, next week I've got three guests and, and Gina's one of them on Thursday. Um, uh, but, um, farmer Lee Jones, you probably don't know farmer Lee Jones, but he's this famous farmer in Ohio that's been on the food network. He's been in Atlanta magazine, every major yeah. network you can think of. And I noticed he had, you know, I, I sent him a message on LinkedIn and he said, mm -hmm. absolutely connect me with his, um, with his, um, uh, with his assistant. We set it all up. They actually were sending me a box of produce. I'm getting it today some point. And so, I've got, so I've got to make some really cool food this weekend and have some pictures of it so I can show what I made with this, with this food he's sending me, which is amazing. Right. And so I never would have thought that I'd be able to interview these type of people and they would come on the show. But if you never ask, right, you're, the answer is always no. Right. You know, exactly. you ask, right. You're right? Yep. And so anyway, we're, 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 um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're getting on the one hour mark here. So Klaus, I know it's like getting close to seven o'clock your time and, and you want to spend time with your family and your wife and all those things. So, um, bef before we move on, where can people find you online? Um, as we mentioned before, I got a group on Facebook and uh, become the me I want to be. And the website's become the me I want to be.com. And you can connect with me personally on, on Facebook as well. I'm, I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, it's easy to shut off. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I just love Facebook. It's, it's a great way to connect. Um, and, and it's just my name, Klaas van Oosterhout. Um, I don't think there's many of me out there, so it's easy to find me, connect with me. Uh, I'm friends with Scott. So, you know, if, if you see that, then it's easy to connect. Um, and yeah, reach out, talk. Uh, I'm big on productivity and taking action and making sure that you move forward fast and towards achieving your visions and then coming up with great new visions for your life. Um, so that by the time that you say goodbye to this life, um, you know, you're fulfilled, you're happy, you're, you're, you know, 
you don't have any Google regrets. And I think that's the most important thing that we can, that can leave behind and that we'll leave behind a nice legacy for our, for our kids. Um, I think that's, that's huge. It is. And so for anybody who's listening now, I do want to say I'm a member of his group. I engage in the, he asked some really cool questions. Um, one is, is like, what's one, one thing you learned? And I said, to, um, to keep my mouth shut. And he responded with, how'd you learn that? I haven't learned it yet. <laughs> so I was like, I first realized it at 30 and it took 18 years before I actually got pretty good at it. So, um, yeah, it, it, that's a, just a funny, funny one, uh, to, to really think about. So, um, Klaus, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's been amazing. Thank um, you very much. Yeah, you and I have a lot in common and um, we believe a lot of the same things, practice a lot of the same things. My life coach has taught me a lot of the same things that uh, you've been taught by your coach. And she's the reason why modern longevitarians, even in the world, um, mm -hmm. because um, she really and her name's Malia. And we're working on a couple projects together um, as well. And so um, it's been been an amazing ride and, and having a coach is really a cool thing. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go, go spend time with your family. Thanks for coming on. And we'll, um, continue to connect on Facebook and LinkedIn and all those other places. Thanks. Absolutely, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. We are going to switch over to this. Is it. This is pretty much the show. It's a wrap. And, and here we go. Um, Scott Stanfield here. It's my Friday. It is my Friday. Um, and uh, Klaus came on the show. Can't thank him enough for all this great insight he gave us. And um, and it's been been amazing. It's been an amazing interview. I, I learned so much from it. And um, and also about the fatherhood thing because us here in America, we are so we push so much. It's um, it's hard sometimes to really connect as a, as a parent, right, to our kids and. Um, and that's something that we probably should should learn through this COVID, um, you know, you know, experience that we're going through, and that life is, um, you know, is 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 short, right? And we need we need to experience our, our families more and, and be kinder to them, and not push so much just to try to achieve something. So again, Scott Stanfield here. It's my Friday, and if it's your Friday, you have a great weekend. Cheers.